Bonjour, Misa Hermanos and Sisters. It's your boy, T, guys, and... Colin Gibson. Yes, sir. And we're here with the owner of Benefit Advocates. He is a district coordinator for AFLAC. He's a former D3 basketball player. He's a former All-Stater. He is achiever. He is a leader. He is one of my actual blood brothers. He is Trent Gosnell. Trent, what up, brother? Wow. What an entrance. Uh, I forgot about a lot of those things, so I appreciate you doing the due diligence and research and all those making me feel important. <laughs> of course. So, you know, obviously for me, this means a lot to be able to have you on. Um, you know, it's one thing to be blood brothers, but it's another thing to have a brother that's constantly achieving, constantly working on himself. You just, you've always been a winner. So first and foremost, I would like for people to find out and for us to find out maybe there's something that give it, I don't know, but who is Trenton Gosnell? Ah, who is Trenton? You know, that's a funny question. I feel like cause that's like only just a label that mom decided to give me, but um, I feel like I'm in trouble a lot of times when I hear my full name, Trenton Gosnell. <laughs> either, either my fiance is yelling at me or, or mom's yelling at me, but um, no, I, uh, clearly I'm your brother, like you've already mentioned, and, uh, grew up in small town Lone Tree with the two of you, the only, uh, the only fly in the milk, if you will, me, T guys, and Nick, um, <laughs> kind of consider myself, uh, you know, an eager learner on kind of a multitude of topics and, uh, and a true entrepreneur at heart too. So that's who I am. I love it, man. Just kind of kind of going off that. Just talk about the impact that your mother has played on your life. Just just speak on that for a minute. Oh, man, you guys got two hours or so, three hours, because, man, I could talk I could talk a long time about my mom. But um, no, just to, the, the true entrepreneur comes from watching her grow up. Mm -hmm. Three three knucklehead boys in a house with you know no father figure like just trying to raise three boys was I mean I can't even imagine how tough that is I'm struggling with my new puppy that I just got so imagining three boys who just kind of you know naughty if you will um but just seeing her go through the what I like to call the the gauntlet which is just going through it yeah and, uh, it's impressive it was impressive to watch that and you don't grow true appreciation for it until you're old enough to realize like, how the hell did you do that? Exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I can't help but laugh, but yeah, to, to go off at this, since we're gonna, for, okay. So for those of you that are listening, you made it this far, you know, the, we're, we're, we're talking about Trent and the impact that our mom played on him. And we came from a single parent household. So uh, like Trent was saying there, we, neither one of us had a biological father that was really present our whole life. So trying to go off that, because that could be something that would, they say we're supposed to be a statistic, right? They say that, you know, we're probably supposed to end up in juvie or jail or prison or deadbeat dads, no jobs or something like that. So talk to us about how that when, when a moment where it could have crippled somebody, it made you who you are successful. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good question. I give you props too, T guys, because as the older brother, you had to operate as much as a, you know, father figure as you could, which you possibly could, I should say, even though you were only a year and a half older than me. Um, but uh, no, as a man, it, it kind of taught all of us like exactly what not to do. 
is the funny part. So quite frankly, um, our father figures led by example in, in a way, and they didn't even know it, which is funny. Um, cause in fact, um, you know, the, the reason why I chose my career path too is, is kind of based off of, and probably the same reason you did is because we want to be, you know, financially free at some point. So that way we can spend, you know, um, a, a great amount of time with our kids, our future kids and, you know, our family. So that way we can be in their lives. So, yeah, I would say they definitely led by example and, um, just not having a father figure kind of molded us into the men we are today. We didn't, I'm glad that we didn't try and take the path of, you know, drugs and, you know, juvie, all those things. We could have easily did that. And, and I kind of, and I kind of owe Lone Tree to be that influence in a way, because it was such a basic little small town that we didn't know any better. And even though we can look back and be like, wow, we weren't exposed to anything. It, truth be told, it was kind of a blessing. So yeah yeah with with that shout out on tree (laughs) molded us for real so so with that being said could that have crippled you could it could have crippled just to go deeper with it because you know there's going to be some kids that are going to hear this that are going to come from a single parent household and they're probably going to be on the edge they're probably going to be thinking "Mm, you know there's this guy you know he's structured well he's got to fit you know for the most part figured out he's he's growing into what he wants to become each and every day so you know for i guess advice for some kid that is a uh, what'd you say <laughs> a fly in the milk <laughs> maybe uh you know some kid that just is still trying to figure themselves out um advice on how not to let that cripple you uh so you're kind of asking like you know being I guess, in our situation of having a single parent and being, I guess, being black or half black, if you will. Is that kind of a question? Yeah, it could be that. And it could be, a, yeah, so it could be a fly in the milk kind of thing from that kind of standpoint. So maybe you could talk on that. But then also, I mean, there's even, I mean, there's whites, Asians, Mexicans, different people that do come from even just a simple fact of coming from a single single mom. They could have chose hell over high water, you know, if they wanted to. So speaking on the sense of because i i'll just say for myself yeah you know i appreciate the the props and all and you know trying to we each have been trying to figure out our own man and who we want to be but i'd be lying if there wasn't times where it was an easy 50 50 oh do i go this route or do i make this decision kind of like in the cartoons the little angel and devil on one shoulder (laughs) which one do i pick which one sounds more fun or which one's the right you know, so for you, giving advice to somebody who probably had your mindset growing up. Yeah, man, you, I, uh, you, um, you know, it's funny that you say that because it's like we're, we're in the middle of Black History Month, too. So it all just flows together perfectly. But obviously, 2020 was the year of the ages, man. It was crazy. Um, you know, we struggle amongst probably the craziest pandemic and you know, new presidency, continuing a fight of, you know, just racial injustice. And so that's why it's a unique question. And the younger me was kind of blind to a lot of the racism and social injustice, if we're being honest. And I've told probably you guys stories about all the things that has ever happened um, to me. But um, the sad truth is, I mean, if I were to give advice to the younger me or somebody 
that's kind of similar in my shoes, I, I would actually be lying to them if I said like, hey, look, little man, you don't have to worry one bit that, you know, you're from a single family and that, and that you're black. And I don't state this to like for a pity party or anything like that. Um, but uh, I just like to say it's, it's, it has been extremely clear just with the current social uh, climate in, in America and kind of a double-edged sword being uh, a minority um, in today's world. And uh, it kind of hit me hard too. And I don't know if you guys have ever, ever heard of the, um, that I think she's like some type of anti-racism activist or educator, uh, Jan, Jan Elliott. Have you guys heard of that before? I've heard the name, but I'm not too familiar yeah. with it. It's, uh, she, she spoke at like colleges and she asked um, the whole floor, she said, uh, if you as a, as a white person would like to be treated the way that black people are in society, please stand. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't ever realize like how blind I was until that video, like just spoke to me. It's like, of course, nobody was standing. Like if they stand, if they stood, they would have, they would have the biggest balls of all time. But yeah, um, that to me was like crazy eye opening because it's, it was something that was so simple. It just spoke so much volume. And so um, it's pretty clear that it's a problem. And, um, you know, I won't even ignore the people and individuals who reached out to me during kind of during those times, um, like when the riots were going on and just kind of the social injustice. We had a lot of people reach out and, I do appreciate, um, you know, them reaching out and kind of touched my heart to know I have a circle that, you know, is willing to willing to reach out and and, and stand up and uh, against kind of the unjust events, if you will. So it's powerful, powerful stuff. Let me ask you this: you know, with all of that, with your your upbringing and your story, looking back on it now, would you? would you change anything about it or are you thankful for the man that it made you? No, no regrets, no regrets at all. Um, you know, if I would go back and, uh, change anything, I don't think that I would be the same. Um, you know, maybe I would probably have a more focus on, you know, my culture, but outside of that, no, I'm, I, I have no regrets with, who it's turned me into. It's, uh, um, I can appreciate, I guess, the man I've turned into. I'm always looking to get better. Like I previously mentioned, I'm an eager learner. Um, want to pe put myself in people's shoes and, um, it's, ex it's exciting to get out there and be involved too. Mm -hmm. awesome. well, so we, 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 we figured out who Trent Gosnell is. We figured out a lot about your background, but let's go into this. This is a lot of the reason why we also wanted to pop you on, uh, if not the most important. You're the owner of Benefit Advocates, district coordinator for AFLAC. They're, they're kind of one of the same, but kind of different all at the same time. So what is Benefit Advocates? What do you do? What's the difference between the two? Uh, yeah, there, so I've been with uh, AFLAC for almost four years now, which is crazy to, uh, to think, but um, so what AFLAC is, is it's, it's actually called the correct term is supplemental insurance. It's not your, you know, health insurance, if you will. And so 
Um, what we do is we kind of help people provide a financial safety net in the time of, you know, a need. Let's say they have some type of um, major illness um, or, you know, major accident, if you will. Um, then we kind of provide that financial safety net because, uh, and you guys both recently turned 26 to my knowledge, right? Or T guys, you've been 26, but I know, Colin, you just turned 26, didn't you? Right, yeah. So you had to get on your own health insurance. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to the real world, real yes. world, buddy. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, no, that's uh, people don't have a real true education on it, and it's like it's confusing. I mean, yeah. Reform is like it's a lost cause, for being honest. So, um, you know, if I asked you like right now, like what's your deductible, you're probably like, no yeah. clue. Exactly. <laughs> and so we help people kind of. Uh, form a knowledge around that and um, make sure that we can always have a way to make ends meet just in case crazy accident, crazy illness happens because the number one leader of bankruptcies is actually medical bills. Um, whether you, whether you knew, knew that or not, it's a little over 50%. So it's like a flip of a coin of somebody who filed for bankruptcy that's going to be because of medical bills. And, and 75% of those people have health insurance is the scary part. So wow. it's like, what is the point of having health insurance if you're still going to go bankrupt? Yeah. And so that's where Affleck comes into play and kind of fills those gaps um, where you might not have realized. And um, we just want to take all type of risk exposure and take it off the table. So, yeah, that's like you were saying, that's, that's stuff that you really don't think about until it like smacks you in the face when it's right in front of you. So that's awesome. Awesome to hear. So how did you get your start with it? Because I know you growing up, uh, basketball was a huge sports were a huge priority in your life. You played ball in college. So when did that kind of shift from, you know, sports or basketball being your priority to, you know, like your internship and in your career? How did you get started? Yeah, it's uh, I think it was the competitive nature of it, too. Um, in in a lot of people think you're crazy to go in a, a job that you're hundred percent commission. Um, and that's mm -hmm. what it is. And I did an internship with them and um, I was the number one intern. I, I mean, I did well enough to where they offered me like a full-time job afterwards, but I realized the kind of money I could make just from being myself and then being competitive along with it. Um, that's kind of what made me want to do it is because as I get older, I can't, you know, play basketball for money uh, or good money that is. Um, and so I decided to take that, I guess, competitive spirit and push it towards something that's, you know, not only going to benefit me financially, but also others as well when it comes to financial literacy as well. Mm -hmm. I kind of figured that that competitive, that's why I asked that question. Cause I kind of figured that competitive aspect from sports is why you, you got into that that career that's that's awesome yeah and i and and to go off of that too because you're you know you went from being an intern how, how well did that translate over into rolling into the the position because you didn't just become a district coordinator overnight so talk about the timeline there yeah and, yeah. What, and what does it mean to be a district coordinator too i think some people might hear like district coordinator okay it's a cool cool little name tag that you have on your you know your, your little badge there but 
I, I don't think people understand the the magnitude of what your responsibility is. So if you could touch on responsibility too, that'd be good. Yeah. So I was an agent for, I don't know, a year and a half maybe, or I can't remember how long, but uh, I went to my leadership, my hierarchy, if you will. And I said, I want to, I want to get into like coaching. And uh, so I, I got into a, coordinator in training role for a while and I loved it and then that's when I got actually promoted to that district sales coordinator job which it's it's pretty much you have a team of agents that you you know train you go out and you train new agents as well but um, you go out and, and out in the field with them uh, you run big big appointments with them uh, it's probably one of my more favorite things to do is when somebody you know sets a huge appointment with a you know 300 plus case I love to go out and, and run that thing with them and, and close it down um, and so that's kind of my role is is uh, you know I got my own office and actually we just uh, I have two offices now we just opened up a, a new spot that represents benefit advocates which is exciting but uh, that's just kind of my role as a manager I get to oversee all those agents kind of oversee the book of business if you will and uh, put people in place to succeed, so. What would you say, what, what would you say your, your next step is? Do you have a, a five-year plan? Where do you see yourself uh, growing in the next five years? Yeah, so uh, the reason why we decided to, we, we didn't branch off. I don't wanna sound like we're branching off by uh, incorporating uh, you know, benefit advocates along with AFLAG. It's, it's supposed to be kind of our tool um, to be more a jack of all trades in insurance. Uh, so instead of just doing the supplemental, we can also help people with the health insurance or we can also help people with life insurance, um, disabilities, um, all those type of insurance. Uh, we wanted to kind of be the jack of all trades, but our, I mean, our, our kind of responsibility too is as benefit advocates is uh, we're kind of responsible for like the coordination and, and evaluation of like the company and individual benefit plans. And so what we try to do is help them like attract and retain like that top key talent employee. And because it costs a lot of money to hire employees. And so mm -hmm. we want to do it all we can to get them. And then at the same time, keep them in the door as well. So, um, you know, currently, I think our district works with about 500 companies, which is like we're it's a it's a big book of business as far as 500 companies. But our five year plan is to essentially be able to be the one stop shop for all those companies and individuals as well. And we chose the name Benefit Advocates because if you look it up in, in Google, uh, it says like a good advocate is somebody that does their homework um, and follows through on what they're going to say and what they're doing. So, all right. So, not to blow over that real quick. So, for the people that are here in Benefit Advocates, this is Trent's business uh, amongst others that he's got working with him. Um, but this is Trent's the owner. So, with that being said, Benefit Advocates is Benefit, and then Advocates A D V O K A T E S. Benefit Advocates. That's where we could find him. We can find him on Google. What? C as in cat. Yeah, C as in cat. What did I say, K? I think you said K. <laughs> All right. Well, 
You don't have to spell to be on local standouts, can we? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but benefit advocates, A D V O C A T E S, no K. Benefit advocates, thank you. Anyways, yeah, the chat with the C. But anyway, yes. Google, and then is there other social media platforms to find you if we spell it the right way? Uh, yeah, we so we don't have a because we're in the very, very early stages of it, but. We don't have a website quite yet, and it'll probably be a while until we get one. Uh, we don't really need one, which is kind of weird to say, um, only because it's as simple as just a phone call. If you do Google us and, and say benefit advocates uh, like Des Moines, we'll, we'll pop up. We actually have our logo completed, um, and so it's, it's pretty, pretty, pretty nice, actually. A good friend of mine had, had made it um and we're pretty excited about it but yeah we when we got on google that's when it felt like we were really official if you will so that's big time i mean everybody's googling everything anymore so hey, yeah that, for the correct spelling please treat, see uh try screen <laughs> <laughs> anyways <laughs> um no that, that's that's awesome so you know with you having that you know benefit advocates and you being a district coordinator uh, for for Affleck, do you feel as though it's when it comes to work ethic and, and time management? Do you feel like it could be a struggle with with everything that you have going on? How do you manage your time uh, for the people that would love to be in big leadership roles? For people that maybe are currently in a leadership role but they haven't figured that out yet, how how do you balance everything and a, and a crazy crazy dog as well? And you obviously have a fiance too. I'm gonna say crazy fiance. Uh, probably more accurate no i'm joking um, <laughs> all, no it's uh the balance is actually tough um but uh it's worth it it's like you don't really have to focus that hard on trying to balance it all when it all just makes so much sense um and, and by that i just mean it they all work together in one way or another so it's not like i'm taking a huge leap between the two um but i will say the AFLAG coordinator side of it does take up most of my time. So it's hard to work on the benefit advocates part of it. And so my co-partner, uh, Shane, actually helps out with a lot of those things as well. Shout out Shane Shapa. Um, he's, he's been a good help with just kind of developing and, and uh, kind of finding new ways that we can generate business. And a lot of people, honestly, <clears throat> when they open up a new business, they kind of go under their first couple of years, it seems. And they always say it takes a couple of years to make a profit. And I think, I mean, for us, we're pretty excited to say that we didn't do that. I mean, we, we were positive in the first year. Um, so far, so good, I should say, knock on wood. But we don't kind of foresee ourselves having to take out any business loans. We don't, we're not going to do any of those things. We're just going to go off street capital and keep growing. So. Love it. Love it. Yep. Believing in yourself. So, you know, just a lot of this stuff, like we were saying, this is kind of the reason that we're doing this is I didn't know a lot of this, this stuff about you, about what you're doing nowadays, Trent. I mean, it just, it seems like yesterday, all three of us were just playing Mario Kart in the basement and, you know, look at us now. So I just, I just wanted to close out just telling you how proud I am of you. Um, you know, you're obviously a brother to me and it's just exciting to see, you know, where you've, you've gone in life and where you're going to continue to go. So I just wanted to, 
kind of get a little cheesy there and just tell you that I'm really, really <laughs> proud of you, man. Honestly. No, likewise, man. I appreciate that. And proud of you as well. Just watching that first uh, local standout video and seeing the amount of humility and, and, and vulnerability is, I mean, I absolutely love that. Cause that's, that's just true growth in my opinion. So um, come a far ways yourself and even T guys as well. Um, come a long ways and just got a new job promotion too, which is exciting. So I don't know if you ever got to announce that to the local standout community, but hats off to you there. Um, but yeah, man, I, it's been pretty exciting to see everybody in our circle kind of just grow. I just, yeah. I love seeing it, man. Absolutely. And, and I would love to give you a quick praise too, Trent, but I do have a, a following thing that I feel like I didn't get to touch on. So yes, people, you know, I, I might be getting a little long winded, but I wrote down a crap ton of questions that I'm curious about. So one, one last question that I'll ask, and then we'll, we'll put this to bed is why would somebody come to you? Because this is about support, you know, sending people your way. You know, why would people um, maybe from an individual standpoint come come to you, call you uh, at Benefit Advocates? Or why would somebody from a business standpoint, would they recommend a business to come to you to, to get business to get help? You know, why? Uh, our whole goal is, yes, me and Gib could be customers of yours, but, but we also want to encourage others to know that there's a better way. So why would they come to you? Uh, honestly, the reason why you come to us is, you know, I can't, I can, I can sit here and tell you to come to us cause we're the best, but, um, the thing is we've understood that the insurance industry has got kind of a, uh, negative connotation to it. And rightfully so there's been a lot of people in, in the insurance industry that have just tried to get a quick dollar and they've done some, you know, not so, <laughs> good things, if you will. And for us, I mean, we really are trying to be just your benefit advocate. Like we're not going to do what's best for us. And that's what you commonly see in the insurance industry doing what's best for you. Okay. We don't pay attention to, you know, our bottom line, what's the highest commission. Like we don't focus on that because we understand that in an everlasting changing world, like you're going to come across somebody else who's a salesperson, like, I would feel very, um, I would, if I were the person in your guys' shoes, I would feel very betrayed if I went to somebody and said, hey, I found a way cheaper option. Like, why did you set me up with this? You know, and I never want to have that conversation with somebody ever. And so we're always going to do what's best for the client um, and, and continue to do that moving forward. Uh, that's, that's rock solid. And that, that's exactly what, what I uh, I definitely believe in, I definitely believe every word you're saying. It's not just a bias as my brother, but it just, it's your stature. It's your charisma. It's everything about you. So appreciate that. Guys, that's your, your, uh, your, your next episode of local standouts with my brother, blood brother, Trenton Gosnell. And uh, Trent, thank you so much as well. Just to echo what Gibbs said. Um, obviously you didn't have to come on here at 8 AM, you know, central standard time to pop on. You're, you're very busy. I'm sure you're going to go to work right after this. So, you know, it, it is admirable to, to see you continue to get up, even on the weekends, push yourself, you know, give us the time of day, take care of your dog, take care of your fiance, take care of your home and, um, you know, take care of all of your employees and your customers. It's, it's just a higher level of leadership that, you know, we're, if you strive for leadership, we obviously hope to all understand, but some of us may never. So it's impressive what you do is impeccable and uh, 
you know, you, you definitely deserve to hear all those things, regardless if it's coming from me or anybody. So appreciate you, bro. And uh, sure. guys, that's, that's it. That's, that's putting this to an end. So much love. God bless. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.